Welcome back, everyone, to the I'm Open podcast. We have our old friend Casey back in the house tonight for an awesome episode. Today, we are paying respect to a forefather of flexing. We're also going to be talking about an exciting and groundbreaking moment for performance-enhancing drugs, and we'll tell you why you shouldn't go in the paint with Jeff Bezos, all coming up next on the I'm Open podcast. I'm Open Family. We are so blessed and grateful to have back with us today in the studio, none other than Casey Malone, Water Malone, DJ Water Malone, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Mailman Malone, the Lone Ranger, uh, Road Runner. Did I miss any of your names? (laughs) I think you got it all, man. I got some new ones in there. Got some new ones. Name me. (laughs) (laughs) The very original member of the I'm Open Family. It's always a treat to have you in our studio. And obviously your agents can be a little bit hard to deal with sometimes, but I'm glad we, we made it count for, for this time and they, they were able to find the time in your busy schedule to come through. Hey man, no problem, David. Glad to be back, man. Feels great. Feels like home, man. Feels like we're, we're back when we started. Uh, the show's really taking off, trending. Got some, I saw uh, Gilbert liked one of the mm-hmm. pictures, man. The show's really taking off. The social media is mm-hmm. popping. But nah, man, great to be back. You're killing it, bro. Thank you. Thank you to Gilbert for the support. Gilbert, we love you. Gilbert also has a great podcast. I don't like to try to take good to like add to competitors here while I'm putting on my own podcast. But Gilbert Arenas has a great podcast, the No Chill Podcast. Uh, we also had a little love from uh, Becky Hammond this week, the very first uh, female coach in the NBA. Oh, so, man. So the I'm Open family is growing and growing, um, as it always will, you know, will be. So it makes me feel good. And uh, the boys are back in town, I guess. Is that, didn't somebody said that yeah. on a song? or the song, uh, boys are back in town. And that's, what, that's what's really happening. That's what's they, happening. They predicted it. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the boys being in town, all the boys were in Atlanta. For the Super Bowl, and I don't mean these boys. We were here in D.C., right. but a lot of people were NFL there. guys. Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely. And the game was obviously, everybody is calling it the most boring Super Bowl ever. Ever. Of ever. all time. Ever. Do you agree? Do you think it was the most boring Super Bowl ever? Well, I've only seen 20, well, let's see. I've, I've seen probably 20 Super Bowls that I remember. Yeah. And it definitely was the most boring. It was awful. Yeah. Game, halftime, even the commercials. I feel yeah, like I laughed yeah. only a couple times. Yeah. The whole the whole production was the worst. It was terrible. It was it was Maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe not terrible. It was subpar. No, it was the worst. It ever. was the worst. <laughs> I agree with you. Like even just like a regular season game between like the Bengals and the Raiders or something would have had more excitement in it than this game. The highlight for me, no doubt, was when SpongeBob made a cameo. Oh yeah, that to, was cool. To intro Travis Scott. No, that was cool. That that was a big win for social media. <laughs> that was super dope. Love SpongeBob. If you follow the I'm Open podcast on Instagram, I'm Open underscore Pod, you will see plenty of SpongeBob related sports memes. That's a beautiful crossover. Yeah. We love SpongeBob here. Uh, you know, on the I'm Open podcast. Uh, but this isn't a boring show. So even though the Super Bowl was boring, it doesn't ma- like this show is always. There's exciting. some good takeaways. Oh yeah. So the first thing we're going to talk about this was even before the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick. They always have like a whole press row. All these different media, radio personalities come and interview the coaches, interview the players. It's all the build up for the Super Bowl. They're all basically asking the same questions. So people start to ask different. Are you know weird off the wall questions yeah. to try to make... loosen up the tension, get some yeah. personality, right, right, right. So everybody was trying to throw these joke questions at Big Bill Belichick, and wasn't there like some actual like comedians there or something? Or... Yeah, I think Kevin Hart was there. I saw a couple. I think Kim, well, Kim Peel, Peel, or one of those yeah. guys. No, there were some good comedians, but uh, Belichick just nothing makes him smile. Nobody could get him to laugh. Nobody could get him to laugh. Even when it was like obvious joke questions. Guillermo from uh, Jimmy Kimmel couldn't get him to laugh. He had Gronk laughing, had Brady laughing. Yeah, I mean, everybody was laughing. And then Belichick, even if you ask him some ridiculous question, he'll still answer answer it like scientifically. He will never like just... No, he never breaks character. Moment. But the character is himself. The character is him. <laughs> now, do you think he's ever laughed, Casey? Do you think he's ever laughed? <sighs> There's got to be a moment, man, like... 
Yeah, I'm sure like with the team, you know, you know, team dinner or something, he he'll make like a a, a very witty statement or he'll make mm-hmm. like a but I don't I just don't think he's a funny guy. Like I don't I don't no, think he not. watches like comedies or no. appreciates comedy. I, I I don't you know, he might enjoy a good joke yeah. every once in a while, but I think it's very if you can get him to laugh, unprecedented. You know what? I don't think Bill Belichick has ever laughed. I think he probably cackles. He's a cackler. He's a cackler. Yeah, he's a cackler. He's definitely so like him I, and Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're cacklers. Is that even what Kawhi does? What's Kawhi's called? Kawhi. Kawhi's just he, it's it's a it's like a trip. It's like he's trying. It's like preventative. Like it sounds like he's like choking on air. All right, Trey, can you do the Kawhi? The Kawhi cackle. It's uh, it's it's like he's in pain. It's 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 he's hurting that he's laughing. He's not supposed to. It's it's a yeah. painful like. It's kind of like. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's like it's weird. It's, it's weird. like he shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Now, Bill Belichick, I feel like he probably laughs like when he's like spying, like filming the Jets. Oh, like a sneaky he's laugh. Like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, like a, like a sinister kind of like. That's only the one. Someone slowly deflating that ball. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, like that's the, uh-huh. way, that's <laughs> yeah. the way he laughs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's definitely the way he laughs for sure. Um, now, something that made me laugh a lot was something that came out of the Pro Bowl, and that was Jamal Adams, a safety for the New York Jets. He's just a rookie, and he already made the Pro Bowl. And I'll show you. I'll pull up the video. video, actually have it right here. He tackled the shit out of the Patriots mascot. (laughs) And he crushed him. Like, he took a running start. Boom! No, that's a a truck. That's a truck He trucked him. That's a truck truck for sure. Now, Gronk said we're going to get revenge on him. Uh, I would think if anybody, Gronk would have to understand, like, that's a good sense of humor. Like, that, you mean, Gronk is a goofy guy. He'll probably be a WWE wrestler, like, next year or the year after that, whenever he's done. Yep. So, I mean, why can't he, you know, appreciate the humor in this guy? But that's that's the Boston way, right, man? Like, they, it, it's like, we're, it's the grit. It's the ball. Can't let you see us laugh, right? Yeah. So he probably thought it was funny as shit, and like yeah. probably shared that link. Well, yeah, luckily the Patriots, uh, luckily for the Patriots at least, they get revenge on the Jets all the time. And I don't think the Jets have beaten the Patriots no. in like twenty years. No, so no. so it's even. The basic, more than even. Yeah. Now also at the Super Bowl, obviously we had the halftime show. Mm. Now first of all, you know we, this was actually the last time you were on the show, KC. Maroon Five was just announced. Wow. As the halftime, it's been time flies. Time flies, yeah, man. So Maroon Five had just been announced as the halftime performer. You and I were both a little surprised, considering that they're washed and they're not from Atlanta. Right. So it's like, what are we doing here? No anthems. Yeah, good songs. Well, they had some, but it's also like nineteen, you know, maybe nineteen ninety eight, two thousand three, right, two thousand eight, sort of that range. Yeah, they haven't really. I know he had some that they played that I just am like, I thought that was like the Chainsmokers or something. Like some of their new songs. <laughs> right. I, mean, I honestly don't understand. Like when they were playing their old songs, the guys had the guitars out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was nice, you know, whatever. But then when they were playing the new songs. Who is this? There were like, there's no guitar needed or anything. Like I just didn't understand. Like Just sound, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of their performance? I, like I said, man, they, you know, I guess moves like Jagger, big song and like, that first album that made him famous, man. Those songs are like in any and all probably like romantic comedies yeah. starring like Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn from like 2002, yeah. 2005. Like they're yeah. chill songs. They're not like halftime, get crunk, pumped yeah. up. Like um, it, it wasn't awful. Like, I, you know, it wasn't like, Jesus, I can't watch this. It's unbearable. But it was just lukewarm. It wasn't inspiring. It wasn't inspiring. Yeah. Not enthusiastic, and the, and I thought the saving grace was gonna be Travis Scott because the intro I was excited. I thought so too. I was like, oh man, it's a crazy cool intro, like the, With the, the meme, the SpongeBob thing, yeah. meme coming to life. But then it was so short, and you made a comment about like Goodell, like how did yeah. that conversation go when he called Travis Scott? Because why would he, yeah. you know, is Maroon Five, and then they added Travis Scott, and then like two days later. They like Big Boy. Like, big it's Boy too much. Too. Well, Big Boy also, obviously, that's an Atlanta legend. But we, you can't get Outcast. We talked about Outcast. Andre 3000, I'm not totally sure what's up with him these days. But I feel like Big Boy is much more in the 
news or whatever. Andre, you don't really hear about. Yeah, I, he's, I don't, he's probably doing his own thing. I don't know he, if they had a falling low. out. Or no, what. I don't think it was falling out. He probably laid he's low. Chilling. A little yeah. chilling. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we had a lot of suggestions, obviously, of different ludicrous future T.I. Usher. Like, Usher. So, I mean, yeah. it goes on and on, right? There were so many options they could have done. They sure. could have included. They didn't. They didn't. Right. I mean, you could even just get Young Jock to do his going down. That'd be great. That would have been incredible. <laughs> Cancel the rest of the show after that. I mean, Lil Jon. Oh. Right? Like, How'd I mean, you miss that one? They had so many. So we're glad at least, like, we, we can take a little bit of credit, you and I, because I think we kind of helped fuel this outrage. Yeah. Oh, and then they at least added one. They at least legend. listened and got Big Boy. But Big Boy, he just basically drove out in his car. <laughs> He drove then, out on the field in his car and, and walked off <laughs> with a huge mink. <laughs> and he didn't do anything else. Yeah, no. What was that? He he was like, I I don't even really know what the point was. Like he, it was too much. The show was too much, man. It was you know they were trying to do too much. He rapped one verse, but not they, even, or not man. even. He rapped like four lines. It was it was weird. like one of the biggest hottest guys out acts yeah sure. period not just hip-hop acts like no, he's huge biggest musical acts he's out. like headlining coachella yeah he's the, the man is headlining coachella yeah. okay literally he just came out and then he just said like a light like a light like a light and then they're like no get and off then, and then he did, like fell out into the crowd and that was it. they took him away <laughs> yeah like okay obviously like a light is like a meme or whatever now yeah it's like a phrase that it's huge basically is invented from his album from Astroworld. Yeah. Like, he gets credit for that. So yeah. I'm sure, you know, Roger Goodell, he already doesn't, with the Kaepernick thing, he knows the NFL already doesn't have the best image in terms of inclusion, diversity. Sure. So he's like, what do people like? Like a light. Like a light. Like a light. Like, I'm sure <laughs> like even like, he's heard he of that. probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he probably didn't know who Travis Scott was. Right. He was probably just like, who's the guy who does like a light? Yeah, to his assistant. Hey, who, who sings like a light? Get him on the phone. <laughs> Get him. He's like, is it Drake? Well, it's sort of Drake, but he doesn't do that part. Right. It's, uh, you know, it's Travis who does the like a light. All right, bring him in, tell him to do like a light. How'd that phone call go? Uh, so who do you want to be? Do you want to be Roger? Do you want to be I'll Travis? I'll be Travis. Okay. Uh, hi. Um... Is this uh, Travis? Hey, who is this? What's up, man? Oh, actually, wait one sec, because actually, did he know that Travis isn't even is his real name? Well, I don't know his real name. So uh, we're gonna. Oh yeah, I, I know his name is not Travis Scott. I do know that. So, <laughs> okay, so this is how the call really went, and I'll be right. Let me get my Roger uh, Goodell voice. <clears throat> Uh, hello. Is this, uh, Jock Berman Webster, uh, the second? Yeah, this, this is Jock. Who is this? So, for our fans, that is, that's Travis Scott's real name. Right, so, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, uh, Roger Goodell. I'm the guy who, uh, oh, yeah, I'm the guy who's in charge of the NFL. Oh, okay. Oh, what's up, man? What's yeah, up? What's so, up? um, did you have that song about, uh, like a light, like a light, like a light, like a light? Yeah, yeah, it's just called Sicko Mo, bro. Sicko Mo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, 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 uh, I was wondering, could you come out and do? We have some people who are uh, a little uh, offended that we're in, you know, we're in Atlanta, which is, you know, maybe the black capital of the United States, and we don't, we, and 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 obviously football. We know a lot of these players are d diverse players. They're not all white, but we accidentally picked a band that's only white people like them. Uh, so maybe you could come by and just do your like a light thing, make everybody just happy. Okay, so let me get this straight, bro. So it's in Atlanta, and you got a white band. Yeah, And you yeah. want me to just sing? You want me to do the whole sickle mode, or, or you literally ask me to just do like a light? A couple no, times? I don't want anybody to get sick. 
Just, uh, I don't know what you're saying about that. Maybe it's a slang. I just want you to say like a light, like a light, like a light. Uh, and then just kind of just make sure everybody is happy about it. Uh, okay, bro. I'm going to charge you five mil. Send yeah. me in advance. You know what? We'll do 20 mil. Okay. 20 mil. Perfect, bro. Oh, and all you want is, all you want is like a light. You want Don't to say anything else. That's it. No. Okay. And then can I do other songs? Nope. Like, is, is no, this... no, no, no. You know, my, my album is pretty big, Astro. No. Like, I have a whole lot of songs. Like, no, and also no kneeling. Oh. oh, oh. Don't I, kneel. I was going to make a statement, bro. Like, we were about to, I was about to ask you about that. Don't kneel. No Kaepernick jerseys. No kneeling. No uh, fist raising. I don't know what else you could like to do. Don't do any of those types of things. And don't do any other songs. And um, don't get a concussion. Because, that, you know, that's, you know, it's your own fault. Because, you know, this sport doesn't cause concussions anyway. So just if you have brain damage, it's probably from the molly. It's not my fault. Damn. All right, thanks, Travis. Uh, uh, All right, you'll get the money tomorrow. Dang. All right, bro. I can't believe we got that. Uh, can't believe we got that real footage from the call. Yeah, the man. real uh, recording. We know people. We know. People. We know. We know people at Verizon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one just exciting thing about the Super Bowl, and then we're finally going to move on. We've touched on a lot of different things about it, and you know, like I promised my Hamilton family, even though it was a boring Super Bowl. This is never going to be a boring podcast, so we're going to find exciting things to, to talk course, about. Of course, of course. This is, I think, and, and maybe if you've got another case, you can you can let me know. I'm pretty sure this is the very first time we have had a Super Bowl MVP on steroids. Now, maybe it's happened in the past, and we haven't fully known. Right. Like, I'm trying to... Th- Think through the other Super Bowl MVPs. Von Miller? No, he Von probably works out hard. He, he yeah, works yeah, yeah, out yeah. hard. I don't think... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's... I'm trying to think of other people who potentially... We know Eli Manning wasn't no. juicing. Um, Julian Edelman. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Unsung hero. Um, and he literally... I don't... I Obviously, the news cycle moves so fast people forget... This man literally got suspended for the first four games of the season for steroids. PEDs, for steroids. This was just this summer, this summer. And he was suspended the first four games. And now he's 32 years old. Somehow he's stronger than he's ever been. (laughs) The end Um, of his career. At the end of his career, somehow he's like (laughs) suddenly better than he's ever been before. Prime top shape. So, prime top shape. KC, though, if you are lucky, and I know you're rooting hard for this, we might have two in a row. If your skins win it next year, and AP, Adrian Peterson, is the Super Bowl MVP. We could have two steroids MVPs (laughs) in a row. Uh, Do you think there's a chance? Shit, man. I would... I'm at a point now with the skins, and I'm not condoning any kind of behavior. Whatever they need to do to get there... Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, as we talked about, like, so no, if if we would, if we do, yeah, AP, he was known, to, you know, on, so yeah, he. Would I don't. Be the same. I'm not necessarily saying AP was always on steroids, but he said that he's right now he's playing out of his mind. The fact that he's like 37 years old or whatever, and suddenly, Found the view. <laughs> suddenly he's like, I'm feeling better. Than Thousand ever. yard season. Yeah, it makes you wonder a little bit. Uh so anyway, that's just exciting news. Look, we've talked, this is not a, this podcast, we're not against steroids. We're not against steroids. Like, you know, I mean, and maybe this is controversial, but it was like, I went to a very uh, competitive and, and, you know, intense college. I know you did too. And I knew people who would take Adderall to help them study and focus. Yeah, yeah. So... Like, all the time. All the time. I knew people who would do it like at least once a week, just every time or even more than that. Like anytime they had a paper, anytime they or had Or at a place like Brown, man, when the syllabus came out. Like that's year, intense. School, it's yeah. intense. <laughs> it's an intense school. So, and I was never one of those people. Like I was just like, I'll finish my work when I get the chance. I don't need to stay up all night every single no, night. I never did either. But when you think about that, and that's kind of like. You know, you're used to it. I'm used to it. We didn't go to college together, and I think it's pretty commonplace. So is it really that different during that than, for example, steroids, where it's like you're just trying to do better at what you're doing? Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're necessarily breaking the law. I understand it's part of the rule of that game, but, like, I feel like you should focus more on issues of, like, domestic abuse and stuff like that. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Rather than 
they're like actually affecting other people, then it's like, yeah, then like performance enhancing issues where it's like, that's just trying to be better at your job. Sure. That's an interesting thought, man. Just a thought. to break out a brand new segment that we're going to start doing every single show today with you for this very special occasion. So we're going to be recognizing uh, the birthday boy or girl of the day. So today we're recording. It is Wednesday, February 6th. And today's birthday, uh, it's Babe Ruth's birthday, actually. Really? Babe Ruth, who... I'm sure most people know, have at least heard the name. Even if you don't know, you've Even heard if the you name. don't necessarily know. Could be confused with the candy bar, but <laughs> with you've the heard candy, the name. Baby Ruth, but they literally named the candy after him. After him. Um, this man was the real OG. Like, of baseball. Of every sport. Of all sports. Oh, oh okay. I got I'm you. telling you right now. I don't want to sell short. If you look at Babe Ruth's life, Babe Ruth's... Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Off the, off the you know... This was in the 1920s. That's a hundred year, basically a hundred years ago. So first of all, my man was the first person who really would be like, "I'm not signing until you give me this money." Like, so he paved the way. He was the first athlete to be paid over 50k a year. He was the first athlete to be paid over 80k a year. Like every notch. So now, obviously, LeBron's getting paid 38 mil a year. Like, Babe Ruth started off that track, and he was just like, I'm not going to play. Eventually, when he got up to 85, they were like, dude, you make more than the president of the United States. <laughs> right. But he was like, I don't care. I don't care. Do you all want to play me? I mean, play me or, I mean, pay me, and I'll play. Right. I mean, and he knew. There was actually a time where he made more than double what, any, what anybody else made. Damn. He was a G. Not only that, though, his lifestyle. He literally I heard had a, about that. He had a part of his contract, and this is no lie. He had a part of his contract where the Yankees basically said, you have to be home by one. You're not allowed to sleep around. You're not allowed to drink. Like, they all knew this all different this. stuff. And he was basically like, I'm not really going to do it, but he still signed it because he's trying to get the money. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, he he's the real legend. And this is back in the 20s. Like, times were so different back then. And he's still now NBA players... Um, and maybe NFL players too, but especially NBA players, a lot of them have like girlfriends in different cities when they go and visit. Sure. I'm not trying to say that's okay. I would never. But it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. I would never advocate for anybody being um, unloyal to their partner. That's not cool. But that is the way it is with a lot of NBA players. Babe Ruth was the person who started that. He started that. He started that, and this was back when we didn't have DMs, no. didn't have Instagram, didn't even have email. This was literally handwritten letters. I'm going to be playing in Fenway <laughs> in six days. And here's the thing. He didn't write letters. They wrote them to him. He just chilled, and then like, ladies would just start writing him letters, writing him letters. He didn't even have to do anything. Wow. And even like his teammates would say that a lot of them actually got uh, some action. Based on like Babe Ruth, <laughs> yeah, just, yes, exactly. <laughs> just be like, yo, this man got so many letters. He's he doesn't even want to open them all because he's so popular. He already knows. So then give the other one to the catcher. He would just leave them. Yeah, everybody would be like, start opening the letters and stuff. Look, this man invented the pose. Yeah. squatting in front of your car <laughs> with your pose. <laughs> this is nineteen. 19- 35, this man literally, he also <laughs> invented the squatting in front of your car with your bros pose. What's up with that? With the 
<laughs> He's killing it. I'm like, it, you got to understand, it was way harder to flex back then. He's flexing it hard. It was way harder to He's flex. He's got some money in his hand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, no, that's another guy. That's <laughs> his boys. Those are his boys. Chilling like, with the bear. He did not care. Like, this man was a legendary. Obviously, we know, like, Wilt Chamberlain. I want that frame. That is so dope. We're looking at a picture of him holding a chicken, and he's just flexing. He doesn't care. Um, Wilt Chamberlain was also was obviously really famous for like he said he had sex. You, with, we like, talking about people in different cities with like thousands, thousands and thousands. He said he had like the record. The thing is with the Babe Ruth, you got to give him more credit. There weren't like it took a lot longer to travel back then. Right. He literally just had to show up. He couldn't call. He couldn't email. He couldn't no. even fax. It's on site. It's on site. Right. It's literally on site. So. Happy birthday to Babe Ruth. I think when people talk about what a great athlete he was, sometimes they don't remember just what... You overlook the contributions to he, lifestyle. He made more lifestyle contributions than even athletic contributions. Like, he made incredible athletic contributions, obviously, but like I feel like the... He showed you how to be a star. He showed you how to be a star. Like At that time, a lot of athletes had other side jobs. Right. It's like, no, this is my life. You're a plumber, and then you go play ball. Right. He was like, no, I'm a superstar. I, I am a baseball player, and I'm a boss. I'm a baller. I'm a baller. He So he was the like original baller. The Rock can thank him for his show, Ballers, as well. Like Honestly, I think it all goes back to Babe Ruth. This is 100 years ago. There was all these different stories of him getting in trouble, sleeping with different people's wives and stuff, getting in trouble, or mm-hmm. you know, having all sorts of different situations. I mean, this is a good one. This is a good flex. That's a fresh jacket. <laughs> fresh. He's See, got the smoke, too. He, he would smoke cigars. He would drink, like, liquor, like, during the season. And yeah, I, he's fly, bro. And he was the original person who really, like, created that sport athlete lifestyle that now we see every athlete. You see TMZ, sports. You see all these different. Well, yeah, back then, because it was probably, like, you know. Oh, I went to the Yankees game to see so-and-so. But then somebody who didn't go to the game was like, yo, I saw Babe Ruth on the street smoking a cigar. Exactly. That was even cooler. And the person that went to the game was yeah. like, what? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Whereas like now you'd be like, yeah. I saw John Wall in Rose Bar. Yeah, exactly. And he would visit people also. like He would visit kids at the hospital. He, would, like, he do, was a good guy. He would do charity stuff. So people weren't like, oh, Babe Ruth, what a dick. He parties too much. It was like, well, he parties, but he's also a nice An altruistic guy. guy. And his name was Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah, no. Babe Ruth. Is his last name Ruth? His na- last name was Ruth. Oh, okay. But still, his name was Babe Ruth, and he still got respect. Like, imagine now a man named Babe, and still people like, you know you have to be a boss if everybody really respects you like that. You can't have a name as Babe Ruth and be just normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank, like, we just, we just want to thank him, recognize him on his birthday, because he created the lifestyle that all these guys are living today. Yeah. He was really the first person to like bust open that door sure. and be like, this is this is what we're this is what we're gonna do now. You can you can look at a link from Babe Ruth with that picture you just showed me mm-hmm. and JR with the Twitter DMs from a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't but exist if it's not for Babe Ruth. It all comes back down. To Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even know that. So shout out to Babe Ruth. Hopefully y'all learned a little something historical today about Babe Ruth and um there's even some things that I, you know, I didn't necessarily feel comfortable sharing on this podcast because I know we have some, you know, younger listeners as well. I know this is a family show as well. So if y'all want to do your own research about Babe Ruth and his lifestyle, and it, I definitely recommend it. It's super interesting, and this man really was a legend, and he was ahead of his time. Sure. He was totally ahead of his time. So happy birthday to you, Babe Ruth. Happy birthday, Babe Ruth. This was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. And it seems like, I don't know if everybody's balls are deflated or inflated to, or whatever is going on. Something's not right. Something's not right in the whole world of sports right now, not just with the Super Bowl and when with that scoring. Okay, so this was actually the day before the Super Bowl. So there must have been something in the water that weekend. Right. Something going on. The Virginia Tech Hokies were playing against the NC State Wolfpack basketball. 
Both of these teams are actually doing really well this season. They're both ranked in the top 25. Mm-hmm. NC State, they came out in the first half, and they scored 14 points. And no, this was a basketball game in the first half. Right. 14 points in the first half. And remember, ladies and gentlemen who, who are listening, basketball, it's not like each basket is one point. No. It's two points or, or three. three points. Right. So imagine 14 divided by two, like... You know, they they couldn't have made more than seven right. baskets. Damn, man. And if there's free throws, they maybe even made less than seven. If they made threes, they might have only made like three or four. Right. Jeez. 14 points. That's not the saddest thing, though, or, or scariest thing about this. And this is a team ranked in the top 25. That means they're one of the 25 best teams in, in, in college basketball. In the second half, they were even worse than the first half. The first half was actually hot shooting for them. The second half, they only scored 10 points. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. I'm totally serious. 24 points they lost. 24, 24 points is how many points they scored in the whole game. They had 24 points in the whole game. Like, this isn't... Look, I'm not even that good at basketball. Did you watch? I'm decent. Like, what, I did not issue? watch that. Thank God I didn't watch <laughs> okay. that. I just heard about it, and I was like, we got to talk about this. People think it's just a low-scoring weekend. Right. For some reason. Now, I bet you and I could get three random guys out here, you know, off the street right. and score at least 25. At least. At like, least. just start shooting threes right. over and over again. Like, eventually a couple are going to go win. Or Run get, straight, get fouled, you get two even. Get fouled at <laughs> least, right? Like, I used to play intramural basketball. Obviously, we weren't playing. Oh, you did? I did. We were actually intramural basketball champions. Oh, 2014, oh. Brown University intramural basketball champions. So... We totally fought for that, and it was a proud moment. It was the greatest moment of my college career. Uh, <laughs> other than graduating, of course. Uh, but we would at least score 40, 50 a game. Y'all score 50. No problem. That's good, man. I mean, clearly you were the champs. Yeah, but it's like 24. Yeah, it's awful. I feel like my team could, like, I'm not saying we would have beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's a good team. They're like number 12 in the country. But like, based on how many points they averaged and how many your team put up, you could give them a good run. We at least—that's the thing. Virginia Tech only scored forty-seven. Yeah, and they still won. They still won. Yeah, y'all won the game and you scored forty-seven points. This isn't football, okay? No. Like that's this is basketball. Right. It adds up quickly. It adds up. Like I said, it's twos and threes. So, like, all right, Casey, I'm just gonna do a couple little stats because this is just exciting to me and just. It's like a wow, wow. I can't believe this. So, we're looking at the NC State Wolfpack. Okay. Guess how many assists the team had throughout the entire game. Now, for our I'm Open fans who maybe haven't played or watched too much basketball, an assist is when you pass it to somebody else and they score. That's an assist. You get like a credit. And you get a credit for, for helping out. A One assist. One assist. So, they scored 24 points. How many assists do you think the NC State Wolfpack tallied during the game. 24 points. They had to be at least 12. Minimum 12. They had two assists. <laughs> they had two assists. So guys were just getting the ball. And... In the game. I guess guys were just getting the ball and just going. And just not taking a pass. Like they were just maybe just dribbling, dribbling, dribbling and going. Good God. Like for example, James Harden, he had like a thing where he was like, I think the high, the most points without an assist. Yeah, like uh, last week because he scored like six. Uh, didn't he score sixty? Yeah, he, I mean, he's been scoring sixty yeah, like every day. Crazy. So and that was like a record. He had the most points without an assist. That makes sense for James because he's dribbling like he runs. And He'll drop the sixty ball. by himself. He doesn't need anybody else. No. Just set screens and rebound, right? <laughs> but two assists in the whole game. Now this is another good one. Braxton Beverly, he's a point guard on NC State. He's been having a pretty good season. He's he's been averaging about ten points a game. He played 33 minutes in the game, and which is a lot. That was actually as many. That's, that's like more than any other player on the team. Yeah, yeah. So he played 33 minutes, and he's the point guard. So he's the one who had the ball. He had zero points and zero assists. This is a star player. This is one of their star players. Played 33 minutes. Did nothing. Literally, he had one steal, one foul. Zero points, zero assists. How many shots? Did two he take? rebounds. I want you to guess. Obviously, I already said he had zero points, so we know he didn't make any shots. 
He took a lot of threes, though. He kept shooting his threes. <laughs> How many threes do you think this man took without one going in? Just for posterity, bro. Please don't tell me you took more than four. Okay, my man Braxton Beverly took nine threes. <laughs> oh, my God. And he missed every single one. Zero for 12. He missed all 12 of his shots. And like I said, he's the point guard. Like, you should at least, or he's a guard. Like, you should at least be doing a couple passes here and there. He could at least have 18 points if he would have made, you know, half of <laughs> I points. know. Dang. All right, so these are just exciting. I like stats, so we're going to just do a couple more and then move along. They took 28 three-pointers during the game. Obviously, they didn't make that many because they lost 24 to 47. 47. Right, right. How many three-pointers do you think they made out of 28? Five. Two. Good gosh. That is 7%. That's awful. They're shooting 7% three-point range. No way it's like we're shooting 28%. That's still bad, right? 7%. So I'm not going to bog you guys down with any more stats. I'm open family. The point is, if you're having a hard day, it's okay. Everybody has hard days. Clearly. Clearly. These guys are one of the best basketball teams in the country. They're still a really good team. And they were more than off. They were more than off. Like I said, my man uh, Beverly, zero for 12 and zero assists. So if you're having an off day, it's okay. You can come back tomorrow. You might have an on day. And, you know, there just might have been something in the water that week. these two teams play each other again? They're in you the know, same conference. I don't know if they play each other again. Let's check it out. We got to make sure we, we watch the next, we will have to the watch next the time next they game. play. And this is crazy. So they lost the next game as well. NC State, they played uh, Virginia Tech, like I said, and they lost 47-24. The next game, they played against UNC. So it's not like, oh, go back against a cupcake easy team. Gets harder. UNC is really good. Yeah. They're ranked number eight right now in the country. They're always good. And guess how many points they scored in their next game against UNC just a couple days later. Double it, man. They had to score at least 45 points. They scored 96. Oh, wow. So they really came back so, on them. Well. I was going to say, you know, incremental <laughs> kind of small steps. They went crazy. They literally scored 72 more points in yeah. the following game than the first game. Now, they still lost. But... That's just so gr- clearly that shows that that day they were just off. <laughs> they were they was just off, and it's a great lesson to our I'm open family to everybody out there. Even if you're having an off day, the next day you can go tomorrow. Off. You might score seventy two more points than you did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, these teams do not play again this season, so we're gonna have to wait till next year to see. You know, see what happens and see the rematch. Maybe it'll be nineteen to twenty. Maybe it'll be thirteen <laughs> to three, like the <laughs> like the Rams and Patriots. Been talking about LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers lately and how he's specifically thinking of trading for Anthony Davis, who's one of the best young players. You said how he, so that, that already shows you that well, let's be honest. it's not even the Lakers, it's what he wants to do. And right? we talked about this before when LeBron was on the Cavs, okay? So obviously, our I'm open family, you guys <laughs> understand how this really works. When Tristan needed a new deal, LeBron, who was this was back on the Cavs, Tristan Thompson, LeBron was just like, I'll wait, give Tristan his money, and then he'll come back. So he knows how to use his own leverage to help his friends, help his teammates. He said, hey, J.R. Smith, bring him over. Hey, Kyle Korver, I'd like him on the team. Why don't you bring him over? So LeBron's in charge. LeBron's in charge. Andrew Wiggins, I don't need to play with him. Trade him for Kevin Love. That's the way it goes. <laughs> like Now LeBron is thinking of trading for Anthony Davis. He would like to obviously have him. And LeBron is represented by his best friend, Rich Paul. He runs Clutch Sports, which is a sports management company. They also happen to represent Anthony Davis. Perfect. It's all going, like everything's full circle. Do you think, Casey, that LeBron has too much power? Or do you think that he's earned the right to pick who his teammates are and to kind of control the fate of his team? That's a tricky question because is he the best player in the world? Yes. So I yeah. guess you get to make certain choices. But would a guy like, you know, I don't know, someone, 
smaller, lesser player guy want to make a choice, or maybe he's not feeling, you know, their shooting guard or his starting center. He, he's yeah. not gonna. People are gonna be like, be quiet, man. But it, Le- LeBron says it. Everything goes. Yeah. Um. The only thing is, and you might know the history of it. Has there been any other player historically that said, I want this, this? I mean, I guess it kind of started yeah. in Boston, but that was more management. I'm talking about specific players. I know Kobe recruited mm-hmm. a couple people, but it seems like Not everywhere LeBron way. grows, yeah. it's like, man, it, it, I I think it's too much. I think it's too much. I'm not a fan. Well, I this really started with LeBron in Miami. So I think part of the reason he first left Cleveland, he didn't have enough maybe control on the team. Even though Miami, he wasn't in charge. In charge of the team, Pat Riley's a really strong leader of, of Miami and he has been for a long time it was still like guys who were kind of cool with LeBron yeah James Jones um Mike Miller you know guys who were cool with LeBron they would stick around a while you know and hang on the team this goes back to what we were talking about uh before with Babe Ruth and why Babe Ruth is like you can trace it all the way back Babe Ruth is the first guy to really like hold out and be like I'm worth this much money and now LeBron, he's talked about this a lot. He's all about putting the power in the athlete's hands. So this is like, this is coming, you know, this is bringing bringing the wave of, you know, what Babe Ruth done. And it's just been building and building to where now LeBron can literally basically control his teammates. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I think you have to give him credit. Like, we all in life, whether we play sports, whatever you do, right? It's partly, it's about leverage. And you can just, you negotiate based on leverage. And LeBron knows he has a lot of leverage. Yeah. Um, so you have to hand it to him for that. Now, it's just not a good look if, because, all right, you know, we could, we could bring up the Brandon Ingram thing. He's at the foul line. Brandon Ingram's on the Lakers. He's at the foul line. Mm-hmm. They're playing Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to take a shot, and the fans say, he will trade you. Like, yeah. even if he doesn't get traded or if he stays, like, I just don't think it's good for the locker room knowing that, like, yo, my livelihood or just the general chemistry of the team is surrounded by this dude. And this dude, LeBron, is going to go down as one of the top five best basketball players of all time, one of the best athletes ever. But I don't know, man. When it doesn't work, it seems like everything, it's it's like a tornado, right? It just gets, like, look at the Cavs, right? Like, LeBron left, didn't work, and now everyone's just left in the dust, right? Lakers, it's like, okay, so what happens if Davis says, you know what, I'm the face of New Orleans, I'm staying. Then all those players, Kuzma and all those guys are going to get traded. It's like, damn, man, am I that disposable? And LeBron's still going to be LeBron. I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, you know, I understand he wants to have the power, you know, keep the power for, you know, put the agency in the athlete's hands. But when it doesn't work, it just, I don't know, man. I don't think it's a good look. And it's got to be really hard on his teammates, like you said. It's like part of it is being a good teammate, and then part of it is like I need to be friends with LeBron. Yeah, man, but also it's like, you know, your teammates and your boys and there's productivity and maybe LeBron feels other players might not work around his game or the yeah. general welfare of the team. But it's like, you know, imagine if, you know, you're... Who got traded from the Cavs that is gone? I, I can't even think of it. But just imagine, like, you're playing with LeBron. Yeah. You think it's all good, you know, scoring, have a good flow, and then you're up and traded. It's like, damn, well, bro. Like, traded, um, Do you think LeBron's a trustworthy guy? I think he is. I think part of the thing with LeBron, though, and this has been going on for a while, he trusts older players more than younger players. So if you think of on the Cavs, the guys who he traded for, J.R. Smith, vet. He's a vet. Even though, yeah, he has the young soul. He's young at heart. But J.R. Smith He has is, a younger soul than, than <laughs> the young guys. Yeah, exactly. But J.R. Smith is kinda older at he's this up. point. Kyle Corver. Three point specialist. Three point specialist. He's like forty years old, right? So a lot of the guys LeBron would kind of uh, RJ, Richard Jefferson. LeBron wants guys with full families. Channing Fry. He wants guys with kids who can play with his kids, right? right? Or, but I think it's also like a thing about trust. It's like he doesn't want to have to deal with the bullshit. He doesn't want to deal with. And I guess he's earned that respect, so I'll give that to him. But I think it's kind of an Achilles heel for him because it's like it's not like older players are always better. Sometimes it's like okay, try to build up Lonzo, try to build up Kuzma, try to build up Ingram, and maybe they can end up being really good. Yeah. Now, Lavar Ball, who's been quiet? We haven't talked about him in a while. He. Basically, spoken into existence to bring his son Lonzo, his oldest son, to the Lakers. Now LeBron is is thinking about trading Lonzo. What's I mean? What's LeBron gonna do? What's LeBron gonna do? I feel like they have their. You show. don't want to see uh, Mardi Gras Lavar. <laughs> Mardi Gras Lavar could be fun <laughs> if he goes to Cajun, Cajun Ball. <laughs> Cajun Ball. <laughs> they do have their show Ball in the Family. Like I feel like it kind of them being in L.A. Obviously, if you're in L.A. or New York or a really big market, people focus on you more. 
Are people going to stop listening to the balls? Is LeVar going to have to try even harder, maybe, to mm. bring the attention to his son? Like, if his son gets traded, like you said, to New Orleans or to, you know, who, who knows where he might get traded? We don't know. Um, is, Le- what's, is LeVar going to be upset? Is he going to have to try even harder to get him? He'll have to try harder, man, because then, you know, like you said, the market. If it's not Boston, New York, L.A., yeah, you know, who wants to watch, you know, no offense, like Portland, the bar ball. Like, uh, yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah, Lonzo. So anyway, it's got to hurt Lonzo's feelings right. and LeVar's feelings that he's getting traded. Just to show how much sway LeBron really has. And this man really, like, it's not just, obviously, he's in basketball. He's a legend in the sports game. But he's also, he's ready for his next aspect of career, which is going to be entertainment. He's already started Spring Hill Productions. He's already had shows on TV. And Octavia Spencer, legendary, incredible actress, she actually came out and said LeBron got her paid. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't know So about LeBron, that. not only did he get Tristan paid, JR paid, he also got Octavia Spencer paid. So she just did a film that's not out yet. It's about Madam C.J. Walker, who was the first black self-made millionaire in the United States. She's a real legend. And Octavia Spencer was playing uh, Madam Walker, who's the main, main character of the biopic. So... This is a Brown production? Um, I'm not sure if this. Let's see. So I know LeBron put up money so, for hidden fig uh, for fences. So this was on Netflix, mm-hmm. but maybe LeBron put up money to help support it. It's not out yet, but Octavia said that um, when she was negotiating her deal, LeBron actually had to intervene and make sure that she got paid what she deserved. And she said, we all need our male counterparts to be in the fight with us. And she got paid. She deserves it. Obviously, you know, it's not fair that women like Octavia Spencer then, like, won't get paid as much as whatever Brad Pitt or George Clooney or whatever male actor, male actor Ryan Reynolds or whoever you want to say, <laughs> just because it's a man. Like, it's mm-hmm. totally not fair. So it's pretty dope that LeBron stood up and got, got Octavia paid as well. I didn't know that, man. Yet, it, you know. He is in L. Well, I guess he wasn't in L. A. that time, but yeah, man. No, he is. Oh, he was in L. A. that time. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, yeah, man. You know, if you're gonna focus on life post basketball, it's good you're planting the seeds now. It is. But all I'm saying, LeBron, if you ever listen to I'm Open Podcast, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. I know, I know, LeBron does listen to the show, and um, LeBron, thanks again for listening as always. <laughs> You know, I know you're a family man, so I hope you're not offended by our profanities. We try to keep it classy, you know, as much as we can. And uh, we'll go to L.A., we'll go to Athens, we'll go uh, anywhere you want, uh, basically, <laughs> whenever you're ready to, to come on the show. Yeah, man. But yeah, we're really, really excited to have you on the show. So we'll work that out soon, for sure. Another basketball celebrity intermingling. It's all, you know, basketball is, I feel like, the greatest celebrity Oh, yeah, because you, you can only like one guy. And you can see everybody's face. Yeah. If you're a football, all right, so, like, if Jack Nicholson was, like, sitting on the sideline of a L.A. Rams game. You would know. You could see him, I guess, but you'd have to, like, zoom in in between everybody or whatever. Right. <laughs> if he's on the Lakers, like... Game. You see, you him, see him sitting see next him. to Kobe yeah, or whatever. Right he's right there. He's right there. Yeah, Same yeah. thing if you go to Madison Square Garden where the Knicks play in New York. You always see different people sitting right on the front. Spike Lee is the yeah, most Spike famous. Yeah, Spike Lee's a big and fan. And you see him on the court, basically. So I feel like that's why basketball is the biggest You might sport. mistake him for a coach sometimes because exactly. he's you so might. close. Exactly. So usually it's all fun and games and everybody loves it. But 2 Chains is really mad right now. 2 Chains is he, really a Hawks mad. Fan? So it's not about the fan. It's not about which fan, you know, he is. It is that he did not get included this year in the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. Was he ever in? He has never been in. And he actually posted, Hey, NBA, you have never reached out for me to play and to clear some things up because it feels like I've been getting shitted on by the league since 2013. Hmm. Now, Why since 2013? Allegedly, one of Two Chains' uh, friends said something 
not so nice to somebody who works for the NBA, like in their main office. But like two chains is actually a good at basketball. I think I, I've seen him. I follow him, uh, you know, on social media and like his. Whole is he thing good? Are, like he can just shoot with no one's there. Or you've seen someone defend him no, and he's, like, he's right, well, First of all, he's actually tall. Two chains is actually. He's really like six tall. eight. I don't know about six eight. He's like six five. Let's see. I'll look it up now. How tall? I know Quavo's a good basketball player. Quavo is good, and Quavo's in the game. He Qu- played Quavo's this year. Quavo's in the game. He's coming up this year. I mean, Justin Bieber's been in the game a couple times. Kevin Hart has been in the game like a million times. Nelly, I think I've seen Nelly, him in there. Uh, two chains is six foot five, so he's a tall guy. He actually played college basketball. He played for Alabama State. So this man literally, like, he's good. He's he's yeah he, he's, he's not just some oh yeah I ball like he he really did this. He really did this, and like his I don't know if it's gonna be the name of his album or if it's just a hashtag he's on right now, but he always posts on everything he does. Rapper go to the league. Rapper go to the league. Like that's like his. Was he doing that before? That's like his tag right now. That, oh. like, that was his mentality. Rapper go to the league. Oh now, right, like those are my two choices. Yeah, that's what he always posts. Rapper go to the league. Oh. Now, did he? Was he actually good enough to go to the league? I don't know. But he raps. But he raps, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, does Two Chains? Do you think he deserves to be mad that he's not in the game? I mean, they have some people like. Chris Daughtry is in the game. He won American Idol. Dr. Oz is in the game. You know, he has that TV. He's like, he has a, he's like a fake doctor with the TV show. <laughs> so, like, I mean, J.B. Smoove, your boy, is in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like him. So, I mean, Bad Bunny is in the game. Uh, <laughs> so, we have a lot of, like, exciting people in the game. Like, you mentioned Quavo's in the game. Are you surprised they, they since 2013, that's like six years that he's been trying to get in the game. Are you surprised they haven't let him in the game? I, I am surprised. And when you just read off that list, um, I mean, you're snubbing 2 chains, 6'5", yeah. rapper go to the league, yeah. played in college. Yeah. Why is Dr. Oz in the game? Yeah. Why is Dr. Oz in the game? <laughs> Instead of him. Yeah. So, I feel... Although, mm-hmm. now I'm kind of intrigued to see what a Dr. Oz, <laughs> Dr. Oz is just going to be pulling out the plays. Yeah. But no, it's a snub. It's messed up. Dr. Oz is going to be the Greek 20, Steph Curry. 2020 uh, silver, you got to put two chains in that yeah. all-star game. I mean, I know. So I think what we're going to have to do, Casey, just to, for America, we're going to have to have the I'm Open podcast all-star game. And two chains, you're invited. We Two chains, I know you listen to the show. Thank you for listening to the show. We can't wait to have you on, obviously, the show as a guest. But also, you are going to be one of our captains. The marquee. You're going to be the face of the of the I'm Open All-Star Game. We have a lot of people we want to include. Yeah. Hillary Clinton. She's good at setting screens. Um, <laughs> I also, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different people we want to include. The guy from Finding Nemo who plays Nemo. Mm. Who is he? We're going to find find out during the Celebrity I'm Open All-Star Game. Okay. Nemo is going to be there. So we're going to have a lot of big... Is there anybody else you think we should invite that I'm missing? Obviously, we have that first starting three. Yeah. uh, We need two more, and then you got to have someone to have an opponent. Um, I mean, not not to... Dip, dip and dab, yeah. but I would like to see Dr. Oz in our thing as well. Dr. Oz, you're <laughs> welcome to come back in ours. I'd love you, to see him in there. Yeah. Uh, you, I would like to see, Colbert looks like an interesting guy. Stephen Colbert. I could see him playing. Mm-hmm. Kobe. Uh, That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Although he is a celebrity now. He is Now he's just a celebrity. Yeah. Now he's not a player anymore. So we have a lot of... I know Tina Fey likes basketball. Tina Fey is going to be on the team for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're also going to have Homer Simpson. We'll have a 3D... Fan favorite. Yeah, we'll literally have a 3D hologram, Homer Simpson. And we have the boy of the scientist to work it out. Jeff Bezos, he's oh, going to be in the game. Yeah. He's ripped. Yeah. He's not tall, no. but he will be fouling the yeah, shit yeah, out of yeah, you. Yeah. If you get fouled by Jeff Bezos... Don't go in the paint with Bezos. <laughs> yeah, do not go in the paint with Bezos. That's a five. That's five Speaking right Speaking of in the paint, Waka... Oh, Waka, I think I've seen him. I think he's, he's a pretty good tall. He's actually pretty tall. He's definitely going to be in our game. So, look, no hate on the NBA All Star game. I do think the I'm Open All Star game is going to be a little tighter, a much little more sick, exciting, a little bit more exciting. Uh, we have the girl from Progressive. Oh, <laughs> whatever her name is, uh, she can ball too. 
So we got a lot of what? Well, uh, you know, is it is it progressive? Yeah, progressive. Yeah, with the apron. Yeah, the girl. Yeah. yeah. So we have a <laughs> lot of different people. It's gonna be good. We have also Steve Buscemi. He's oh. gonna be playing, and Meryl Streep. Oh, Meryl she's Streep. also gonna be playing. So she's a starter on on Two Chains. Oh, too. she's definitely a starter at. Because I, I remember in her uh, her email, she was like, "I won't play unless I'm starting." Mm-hmm. And she wanted to be with Two Chains, but yeah. Meryl Streep is a shooter. Watch out, she's a long range shooter. So we have a lot of great <laughs> players coming in. We're excited. We also have the president of Canada, Justin Trudeau, is going to be... He's not playing in the game because he can't get injured uh, by Jeff Bezos or anything. <laughs> that would ruin Canada. But he will be in the booth calling the game as, a, as the commentary. Sure, color commentary. Game. Color yeah. commentary. It's going to be... So, it's going to be great. That's quite an honor. It's At a the I'm big open. honor. It's a big honor. Yeah. So, it's going to be um, it's going to be him along with uh, Daddy Yankee. So the two of them, Justin Trudeau and Daddy Yankee, are going to be the the commentary. Daddy Yankee can't run up and down the court because no. he's a little heavy. ESPN but, Deportes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just saying, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I know everybody's excited to turn, tune in to the real NBA All-Star game, but what about the real I'm Open Celebrity All-Star game? That's actually, that's going to be a huge, huge event. So 2 chains, you know you're welcome, um, and we can't wait. We can't wait. We'll we'll get on the line. We'll get all that planned for the hashtag rapper go to the league. Rapper go to the league. Venue coming soon. Date coming soon. We'll let you guys know um, about all that. It's gonna be awesome. I'm actually really excited to see Doctor Oz play basketball. Yeah, Doctor Oz is probably gonna be good. (laughs) I don't know why. As our I'm Open family knows, there's something that we have to do every single episode of the I'm Open podcast, and we can't say goodbye before we do that, and that is to recognize our Mask Off Performer of the Week. Now, just a little refresher, the Mask Off, the mask off excuse me, Performer of the Week, that award goes to somebody who has revealed something new about themselves this week. It doesn't have to be good. Doesn't have to be bad. It's just a revelation, something that maybe the public wasn't aware of. And now we're kind of like peeling back the layers, as Shrek would say, and learning something new about this person. So that's what the Mask Off Performer of the Week is. And of course, this segment is sponsored by. Okay, it's not officially sponsored by, but this segment is a, a shout out to Future. Thank you, Future. Mask on. So this week, our mask off performer is none other than Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Now, he's not uh, an athlete, per se, but he got in on the fun celebrating the New England Patriots Super Bowl victory this week, and he was turning up with the players. Um, Now, first of all... <laughs> I thought he was from Miami. He is from Miami. He is. He has an album, Port of Miami. That was actually the first album I bought myself uh, when I saved up the money. Port of Miami. And I love it. And I'm a little like, Port of Miami, shouldn't he be a Dolphins fan? Right, Dolphins. And that's what Super Bowl is next year. Really? So is he going to go back down there and be all dolphined out? I don't know. Well, the Dolphins definitely won't be in the Super Bowl. They definitely won't be there. (laughs) But like... Is he switching sides? Do you think he's just like bandwagon? Like, okay, the Patriots are good. Well, no, I, I know Kraft is boys with a lot of rappers. I know yeah. he likes that scene. Yeah, he does like that scene. I know yeah. he's very close with Meek Mill. Meek yeah. Mill's very close with Rick Ross. Yeah. But Meek Mill is an Eagles fan. Yes. From Philly. Yeah. So why was Rick Ross involved with this Patriots party? Yeah, and it's just like he... All of his songs are about Miami. Like, I understand the Dolphins haven't been good for a while, but they used to be really good. So I just don't understand, like, why are you not... Your song is literally Port of Miami. <laughs> and, I mean, your your album is literally called Port of Miami. Like, I just don't understand why... Why would you not root for Miami? You know? He might like Dunkin' Donuts. I know Dunkin' Donuts is big up there in uh, New England. I guess so. He probably does like Dunkin' Donuts. But it's like, when you think of, you know, I just, the Rick Ross sound and the Rick Ross vibe. It has nothing to do with New England Patriots. It doesn't. It doesn't. Every day I'm hustling, 
what every day I'm hustling down to the docks to sh- <laughs> to shuffle oysters. I'm sorry, like it's just not. It's my he's Miami. He's the king of Miami. Like right. I mean, clam chowder. I mean, maybe he likes that. I was surprised that Rick Ross diced pineapples. That was one of his big songs. There's no there's no di- there's, there's no pineapples up there. <laughs> there's only canned pineapples. Right out the uh, cup. I mean, Mots. I, yeah, like I just. Maybe he's been, maybe Rick has been a longtime Patriots fan, um, and we just don't know it. Like you said, Robert Kraft, he is into that scene, so maybe that's what the connection was. I don't know if all those people, like, I know you sent me this KC where, like, Robert Kraft was, like, dancing with, like, Cardi B on, like, in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I don't know if all these people know that, like, he's also boys with Donald Trump, too. Like, so right. it's like, as he's texting on the side, Donald Trump. Right. I mean, like, okay, you're, I mean, people have different friends. Like, you don't have to like every single friend who your friends like. Right. But, like, Cardi just, whatever, last week was, you know, coming out against this shutdown. Right. How BS it is and stuff. And, and she's she was just local. twerking on Robert Kraft. Yeah, so it's like, does she realize this man is literally boys <laughs> with Donald? This man probably took a video of himself in that moment and sent it to Trump. Like, ah, this is yeah, crazy. It's hilarious, yeah. Yeah. So I just I don't know if everybody realizes. Mm. Obviously, it's cool to like be friends with somebody who owns an NFL team. It's fine. It's good perks. It's you know it's nice to have rich friends who can like pay for you to whatever <laughs> party fun. with party. champions. Yeah, like, exactly. Who wouldn't want to party with Brady? I guess. And I guess it's like there's often like celebrities who kind of take on teams that like, become like the face of the team. Yeah. So like last uh, two years ago when Atlanta was making their big. It was like so many like Atlanta celebrities would be on the sidelines during that game. Yeah, I remember seeing the Migos out there last year when Philly won. Meek Mill was like their, you know, it was like Meek Mill was like the face of the fan base for like yeah, right. And Boston, I mean, Mark, your your fan, your guys, Rick Ross. Apparently. I guess it's Rick Ross, but he's from Miami. Like, right. I thought Mark Wahlberg was the face of the fr- franchise for real. Yeah. Right, but, like, like my, guy. he's super Boston. Yeah. Right. Like, he uh, is Boston. That would make more yeah, sense. Yeah, I thought it was Mark Wahlberg. Like, I'm sure Mark Wahlberg is somewhere, like, breaking natty light cans with his forehead. You know, <laughs> like, I'm sure he is turning, probably Gnarragansett or whatever. Like, I'm sure he is turning up heavy. But it's just interesting to me. Like, Rick Ross is the face of the franchise. Yeah, now, that's all. I can't really think of any. I can think of, like, Ben Affleck and Mark Wahlberg. Matt Damon and Matt Boston. Damon. Yeah. There's no, there's no real music out of Boston. But it's not like there's no rappers from Boston. Not that I can really think of. So maybe that's why Rick Ross was like, you know what? It's a lot of Miami rappers already. The Dolphins suck. Why not? Let me just go up here. Why not? Dunkin' Donuts. Right. He might be. I feel like he could block. He might be a good left guard or something. Oh, I can see him to, on the O line. He might be able to clear. Some he might have played in college. I don't know. Yeah, he might have. He might be able to clear some holes for for back up on the offensive line so i mean it's a little weird that rick ross is switching sides but at the same time it's a lot more fun to be in the victory parade than just um be wondering when the dolphins are going to be good again yeah. so i can't really blame him at the end of the day he's interesting up. revelation rick ross we didn't yeah. know that about you bro surprised yeah he's going to change his new song to um port of the boston harbor because <laughs> <laughs> port of miami now it feels like no no uh, pushing it, pushing it. Uh, I mean, crew. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about crew. The river. Yeah, exactly. We're uh, we're gonna have to hear the new Rick Ross anthology. That it, now that he's a Boston, now that he's a New England guy. What maybe it'll change? He's gonna be rapping about Chowder, and he's gonna be rapping about Spice uh, LL Bean and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be rocking LL beans. He's gonna be rocking Oshkosh, and he's gonna be eating some chowder. Hey man, everybody changes. Everybody changes. That's true. Everybody changes. Well, Casey, this has been an incredible episode. Thank you so much for coming back on the pod. Can't wait to get you back on. I'm open family forever. And um, is there anything before you go that you'd like to say to all your fans out there? And I'm open family. Oh, I'm open family, man. Thanks for listening continuously every week, couple weeks when we, you know David puts these out. Um, we love your support. Make sure you hit up the IG if you haven't already. The I'm open podcast, but there's an underscore in there, right? 
I'm open underscore pod. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So but you'll find us. Just look up I'm open podcast and keep following. It. Thank you for the continuous listening. And uh, this was fun, man. This was fun. It was fun being back in the saddle, man. I appreciate it, David. Uh, thanks. Do, do they know your name is David? My bad. Yeah, they know. Okay, okay. They I didn't know, want. They know I didn't me. want to air out. <laughs> I didn't know. They're like, who is David? <laughs> Who's been talking to us all these episodes? No, no. So no, man. It was just good times. Good times. Yeah, it was great. Well, thank you know. I know the I'm open family. Obviously, we can't hear them right now because it's just the two of us. But I know they're so. Uh, happy to have you on the show and i know you're a huge fan favorite so it's been a real uh, pleasure to have you back in the studio here and we can't get wait to get you back on for another episode coming up soon thanks man i'm around thanks again for listening to the i'm open podcast don't forget to give us a rating and tell your friends to listen to the show you can also follow us on instagram for awesome and one-of-a-kind sports content every single day at i'm open underscore pod. Everybody, have a great night, and don't forget to stay open.